0: It's Saturday, it's 7am, this is ABQ Central, with your hosts, Fred Slow and Van Nunley. Alright,
1: alright, alright, fire
0: them It starts right now on The Sports Animal.
2: Good morning, Albuquerque! It's good to be back. Talking to you about sports. My name is Fred Slow. Where you been? We'll get to that by top. Alongside me, my battery mate, Van Nunley. Good morning, Van. Good morning, Fredo. How you be? I feel fair. I feel closer to moderate. Okay. Middle of the road, your boy today. Midland. Well, you got your sweet Greg Norman shark quarter zip on. You talking about my quarter zip greg norman pullover yeah i always do also cubs pullover you look so good in it It does not look like a cubs pullover i don't even know what that means the color i'm now a cincinnati reds fan they made it to the playoffs yesterday how about the marlins good morning vital hi thank you are you talking about them florida marlins who lost 100 and a nickel games last year that is correct. And decided to mess around in this weird playoff expanded shortened season. Yep. And do that thing. With a ragtag bunch of nobodies. Quick, name a Marlins player. Corey Dickerson. Could not have done that.
3: Derek Cheater. <laughs> Sandy Alcantara.
2: I believe that Vital was correct. Pedro Lopez. It is starting shortstop and DH. <laughs> Derek Cheater. What a heck of a week for your boys. We're on some stuff, aren't we? We're on some stuff. We we've are been, doing some stuff. We've been busy. We've been a part of, We've been in the mix. How was the Springs? That's a great question, by the time. That's a great question. So, this past weekend, Van and I, and star of TV and radio, KOB's Brandon Ortega, we ventured north last weekend as the beloved New Mexico United played soccer against the Colorado Springs Rapids. Is that right? I don't know what are we there. Uh, Colorado Springs switchbacks. 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 Who, oh, by the way, very warm, very inviting, just outstanding organization. Seems like a class A organization. Yes. So very nice. So you're probably thinking, right, did just the three of you go up there? Well, no.
4: So, was it just you three? No,
2: Vital. We took 800 of our closest friends.
3: 878.
2: We took 878 of our closest friends.
3: You were driving the bus.
2: Well, there's the thing. There was no bus because it was all very socially distant. Yep. It was all very. It was done very professionally. We're gonna get Caravan. into that. We're gonna get into that later in the program. But New Mexicans got to see New Mexico sports. That was exciting. So we're going to jump into the United game this past weekend. More about the experience than the game itself. Tough loss for your your boys in the black and yellow. Black and yellow, black that's and yellow. That's
3: uh, the first win Colorado Springs ever got against United. Is that correct? Is
2: that a fact? I think that's correct. I would have to consult the Google for that information. Well, they were acting like it was their first win, yes. that's for sure. They were very excited. Boy, were they. Just like the Cincinnati Reds. So Vital, I don't know if you heard earlier this week, the Lobos are going to play football. It's a big deal. Yes, because they weren't, um, they weren't going to play football. Because uh, as you may or may not be aware, we are currently in month. Is this? 18 of a pandemic. we in the 18th month of a pandemic.
3: Yeah, yeah. What well, It's February of 2022, right? That's what
2: I believe it Yeah. Is. So they said, let's do this. It takes like a month to get ready to play football. We'll just, we'll just do that. Let's go in one month. Yeah. So we're going to break that down. So Rob Portnoy is going to join us at 8 a.m. Where we're going to give you all the insights on Lobo football. So it's going to be... When it's happening, who it's happening against, how many times it's happening, where you can tune in. Rob, of course, the voice of radio. You might have to carry that segment for me, Fred. Because?
3: Rob's smooth, sultry voice yeah, you just, just get lulls me to sleep. And his knowledge base of what's going on in the world just keeps me hanging on, brother.
2: Watched the Laker game with Rob the other day. Sure did. Had a lot of fun. NBA playoffs are so much better than I could have ever possibly believed.
3: It's my favorite ever. Yes. Yeah.
2: Last night, the hated Boston Celtics were down 17 points at halftime against the hated Jimmy Butler-led, who? My father, Miami Heat. (laughs) They came out at halftime. Brad Stevens said, I tell you what, guys, we'll be in the mix if we can score, I don't know, like 40 in the third. <laughs> we're like, oh, yeah, no problem. Scored 41. Guys can just turn it on.
3: It's crazy. Isn't Jimmy
2: it? Butler at 30, or not Jimmy Butler. Jason Tatum at 31. That smart kid at 29. I'm not even reading these off the thing. This is literally just, they were that good in the second half. <laughs> first half, they were not that good going away i so that one's still up in the air for me the other one's not the late the laker denver one nah
3: i don't know the mavs came back from 3-1 the first two series is it gonna happen again what are you doing (laughs) no they were down 3-1 to the jazz fred Why are you saying this? They were down 3-1 to the clip show.
2: Did either of those teams have LeBron James? Miami did. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Yeah, I take it all back. (laughs) A lot going on in the world. Sad loss for the world of sports entertainment this past week. Oh, Tom Brenneman? (laughs) What happened to Tom Brenneman? I don't know. He finally
3: officially resigned from the reds. No. After his snafu on
2: air. Do you Why are you calling it a snafu? Bigoted. There you go. Snafu. Whoopsie. Calculated bigotry. You think so? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I've never been insanely bigoted. I should try. I may love it. It may be my favorite thing. I've never done it. I've never hated someone for anything outside their own control the way that Tom Brenneman has
3: man. That's like a a literal mic drop because he'll never get to pick up a mic ever again. Right? Well, I don't know. (laughs) What do you think he's going to be like the sports commentator for one America news now? What is one America news? One America news makes Fox news look liberal. What? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I can't believe I never showed you this before. It's a website? Yeah, it's a website, and it's a news station on some shady programming.
2: And what do they do? Just try to shut down, like, like it, the, uh, the Negro League Baseball Hall of Fame? That's their whole basically. effort in the yeah, world?
3: That's like, their biggest platform.
2: Yeah? They just go and picket Kansas City all the time?
3: Basically. You're the Westboro Baptist Church of news networks.
2: Can you imagine being and we've talked about this we work in radio right we're on the radio right now oh yeah and <laughs> hey man microphone's on like <laughs> like what are you doing we're not the press club right now how, like, what are you doing how long's tom been doing it 25 years you think his dad was doing it 25 years before he was born yeah <laughs> he was literally born into it NFL, don't need them. You know how many people are... That's the thing about that world. Like, if you're in, don't screw it up. Like, there are so many people that will do it. Especially now. Yeah. It's easier It's than so, ever. so hard to get a good job. Okay, yeah. I mean, me and 36 million other Americans are looking. I would love to do it. Get a new job? Well, no. Because you have
3: this one. Call the Reds. And I got a day job, too. Yeah. I got a third job too. So let me get this straight: you're going to call the Reds, <laughs> say hey, what's your uh what's your resume
2: requirements? I know you sending. Do I need a cover letter? Here's what they're going to say. Listen, we've had we've had Tom Birdman all these years. We ain't been in the playoffs. Yeah, like, it's time for a change. Yeah, time for a change. They really did it like just get right in there. My Cardinals are they set? Are they good? They're playing their way in they played uh played the Brewers last night. if I tell you you know the scores last night, I don't even know what they were. I was busy watching basketball I'm
4: gonna look it up yeah, for they me. won the they won the nightcap seven one, and then the Brewers took game one
2: three zip
3: mm. I'm a big fan of nightcaps
2: nine one isn't that crazy in six, in seven innings. All right, so the Cardinals have one more win than the hated Milwaukee Brewers. But here's the thing. If they finish outside of the playoffs, it's over. But they finish, like, within striking distance, they have to make up more games?
4: Oh, they, they're only going to play the allotted uh, amount that oh, okay. MLB yeah. gave them, which it's is 58. So they Win percentage. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, what their record is. Isn't
2: that crazy? The Brewers can end up with the same amount of wins as the Cardinals and still lose lose out. They should have just done what the Marlins did and get 17 guys with COVID and then go to the playoffs for the first time since 2003. Isn't that brilliant? That's,
4: that seems to work. That's the right winning formula. God,
2: I would hate to be a Marlins fan. They have
4: one World Series. Don't they have two World Series? They got two. They got Can't two. Can you believe that of a of a franchise that nobody cares about? That's amazing.
2: Well, and the thing about that is, I am a fan of a team that has 11. That's it. Humble brag. That's all I was trying to say. Sure.
4: If you're a Cubs <laughs> fan, you took you 108 years to win one, and the Marlins win two in like. You know within t- yeah. 10 years yeah
2: but and this is going out to you listener 505-246-0610 most cubs fans only had to wait one year to become a world series champion because they weren't cubs fans no that. yeah, yeah that's
3: most true. cub fans had to wait two months for a championship yes. because they jumped on that bandwagon yeah
2: sorry chicago i am also sorry to chicago who by the way they're in the playoffs that jab was
3: not directed at the real ones the real cubs fan which I know a few.
4: Now, there's diehard ones.
3: And they're the worst. Yes. <laughs>
2: Isn't that right, Vitale? I'm wearing my grandpa's Cubs hat. Okay, I, man. I,
4: I actually like the diehard Cub fans that do follow because, like you guys were just saying, about 90% of them after the seventh inning have no idea because they're drunk what the score is of no, their game. Sweet. And I mean that. White Sox fans aren't like that. Brewer fans aren't like Cardinal fans aren't like I'm that. I'm like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's because you you chose beer before the game.
2: I chose, and during the game, and beer, after yeah. the game, and, after. and, and before yes. the next game. Yes.
4: and then the morning of yes. the next game.
2: Well,
3: that would be a Bloody Mary to balance out all the beer.
2: The St. Louis Cardinals, though, will not get out of the first round of the playoffs as the San Diego Padres will put it on them boys. San Diego's strong. If you're going to get a San Diego-Houston Astros World Series.
3: Oh, my God. Did you hear that?
2: yeah <laughs>
4: it's time to go to break something hit the that, bottom of the table after that take
2: <laughs> if we break we're gonna break down the mob playoffs a little bit today i know there's like a couple more games this weekend or whatever but by the time we come back next saturday it'll be rocking yeah starts tuesday isn't that crazy we're in a sports um what's that called when you have everything you want sports jubilee yes I don't think that's correct. It's not a sock hop in sounds, the 50s. It sounds,
0: it sounds
4: different. It sounds unique. Come on. It's
2: cornucopia of sports. Yeah. It's a plethora of sports. It's a galaxy of sports. It's a gaggle.
4: Sounds better than Instagram,
2: okay? it's a, What? Hmm? Old Man Vital's here. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the ABQX studio. We're, of course, powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9. It's in the whole Duke City Cornhole, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. Takes me a little bit of time sometimes, Van, to come back into it because I'm so busy interacting with our thousands of fans on social media. Oh my goodness. Everything's at TalkABQ. That's the Instagram, at TalkABQ. The Facebook, at TalkABQ. The Twitter, at TalkABQ. I need to pay more attention to that. Speaking of... The kids like the Twitters. They like it a lot. They like them Twitters. I forgot to tell you, a fan of the show invited us us to play disc golf on Monday. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Disc golf. Pencil me in.
4: Yeah. Roosevelt Park. Be there.
2: Vital, you do the Twitters?
4: Uh, No, I stay off it.
3: Okay. You're not on any social media, are you?
4: Uh, no, and it's a, there's a good reason for it. I can't tell.
3: Interesting.
2: But, uh, uh, is it because of the witness
3: protection relocation?
2: Is that why? Because you've been placed here by a governmental agency, and you're not allowed to say yes or no either way? What was your old name?
4: I cannot name? recall or deny those that uh. accusation. <laughs> I plead the fifth.
3: If you're going to relocate an Italian gangster, you probably shouldn't name him Mike Mike Vital.
4: Yeah, that sounds too uh, too Anglo.
3: Your name, your new name, sounds more gangster than your old name.
4: Now, if it's now if it's Mikey Vital, there you go.
3: Miguel Vitali.
4: Oh, that's pretty good. Thank you. You know, you're Italian. <laughs> Lasagna, Italian.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh man, mozzarella. Here's all I really know about like speaking Italian. Is like it's me. Yeah. Mario, i got a good italian joke <laughs> not on air van not again get- tom brenneman doesn't want to no. listen to you it's not even <laughs> it's that tom bad Brennan. it's
3: actually really cute okay how do you keep an italian from talking uh how you tie his hands behind his back
4: Hi-yo. <laughs> got a we
2: got a couple of cool I've things worse Yes, from Italians. Yes, of course. Italians, Italians, Italy, Italy, it, 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 Italy. Italiano, Italy? Italiano. 505-246-0610. If you knew Vital in a previous life, give us a call. <laughs> We'd like to hear all of his wrongdoings. The world of professional wrestling uh, took a hard one this past week as road warrior animal Joe Laranitis passed away. Uh, if you're not familiar, um, maybe the most prolific tag team in the history of all of professional wrestling. Um, this one's a big deal. So, this was revolutionary to the sport. And um, I, for a long time, hosted Sports Talk Radio in St. Louis, Missouri. My co host uh, for many of those years was a gentleman named Joe Roderick. And Joe Roderick hosts a podcast with the Road Warrior Animal, Joe Laronitis, So he's going to join us at 8.30 this morning to talk about um, pro wrestling's loss of a legend. So we're going to talk about that. Dude's got some good seed, too. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Former NFL linebacker, James Larinitis. Yeah. Yeah. Also played at... Laronitis, or Lorinitis? Trust me. Laronitis Played at... I've been saying it wrong for years. Is it Ohio State? Played at the Ohio State. We've got to be blood drive tomorrow, Van.
3: I am so proud and excited
4: of this. Yeah,
2: so we're reaching out to the friends of the show. Vital, you're invited. And if you can't come, you have to send two friends. Blood? Yes. Oh, okay. We have partnered with Vitalent and ABQX. No relation. Nope. I see what you did there. Yep from noon to 5 tomorrow 55050 suna and by the way check out our social media everything's at talkabq to find the link to register online ahead of time cuz that's what they're asking with the covid like if you walk up we'll figure it out I mean, we're not going to not let you donate blood if you walk up but it would go a long way to help with early registration sure how do they do that fred everything's at talkabq and find the link we've shared it so what it is, it's you register online and then you come and to donate blood, the turnaround on this thing is like thirty minutes, guys. You got the time. Show up, take the questionnaire, donate the blood, and what's gonna happen is you're gonna see ABQ Axe. that's fifty five oh five Osuna, and then if you make a donation of blood, yeah. then they're gonna there's like a coupon, you're gonna get like a discount on axe throwing which is kind of a really cool thing. If you haven't done it, it's the funnest thing Absolutely.
3: you could possibly do.
2: Literally the funnest. Worked with them last week on like a commercial with the Chamber of Commerce and stuff. Had a lot of fun with that. Also, Serendipity would have it. Our new studio is right there. Huh. So we'll be there all day. We sure will. Probably set up a little, we're we'll probably at the football game on in the parking lot or something. Could do that. Do something fun. So we're going to do that. We'll be up there noon to five. I am the first donation. I am the i I'm the nooner. So I'll be there. And then well I don't know, we'll be there till it's over five o'clock or whatever. Yeah, so, well, and after. Yes. Cause they're at the axe room, A B Q axe, they have beers. Yes they do. And they have axes. Yes they do. And I don't know if you know, but those are like two of my favorite things.
3: Yeah, they're two of my top five for sure. Yes.
2: So we'll be there. Uh also and there'll be, I don't mean, know there's some other sponsors there and stuff. We'll have a lot of fun with it. I think I-9 is going to be there. So if you want your kids. And by the way, I'm on a kick with this youth sports thing right now. We're going to talk about this next week because we have congressional candidate Alexis Johnson on next week. And we're going to talk to her about why New Mexico is just so far behind everyone else in reopening youth athletics. Because we're now at a point where everyone is doing it. So we have to do something ourselves. Because our kids are going, and by the way, Colorado, now a banned state as of yesterday. Woo. Yeah. We got back just in time, didn't we? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, everyone's going somewhere else to play sports right now. So we got to figure that out. Hey, Hawaii, not a banned state. So if you want to get that Southwest flight. My
3: anecdotal evidence is that Colorado is very safe. We were up there last weekend. Yeah, very safe.
2: Call the program, 505-246-0610. We'll get you all the details on the blood drive. We went to Colorado Springs last week and went up there with the United, so you, I, Brandon Ortega, and we drove up, and that was great, and then we get there, and here's how it's set up. So Shout
3: out to producer and cameraman extraordinaire. Will Jackson. More importantly, an Astros
2: fan, Will Jackson. Yeah. Thank you for accompaniment. So we made our way up to Colorado Springs facility. Do you remember the name of the facility? It's on the tip of my tongue. So we make it all the way up there and they have like a they have it set aside to where like before the game cuz the United are playing a home game. It's a quote-unquote home game on the road, okay? Which is brilliant. Brilliant. In the Colorado Springs allows this to happen and by allows i mean like in tandem like it was a partnership
3: sure with uh colorado springs switchbacks the league higher ups in the usl and new mexico united
2: they said we got this they said you have you have a you have a fanatic fan base united let's give them a chance so it's what is it a five-hour drive is that fair sure so it's a five-hour drive so we get up there Seemed a lot longer. It seemed longer. <laughs> For reasons we will not go into. We were driving, <laughs> as the program was on air, little inside baseball, we yeah. canned it because last week. Because of the week. bathroom breaks. Ha uh-huh, joke's on you. There were bathroom breaks by right top. So the parking situation we get, and they have it spaced out in a way to where everyone can quote-unquote tailgate, but they do it like socially distanced, to where... It's just little pods of people. So it's like whoever you traveled with, which I mean, I guess this isn't so dissimilar from a regular tailgate. We're not talking like Mardi Gras. You know, this is like, you're still with your core group. But anyways, I thought that was done really well. And the curse is there, obviously. Yes. And if you're not familiar, they're the fan base of the United. Bring the heat. Yes. Yes fervent they know passionate they know all of the chants when there's only three okay well they have them down <laughs> they know every player they're in full support they're so connected to these guys even though they're in a bubble which we can talk about at length because i didn't realize how like serious this bubble was being like uh what's that called when you like follow the rules I wouldn't, know. I wouldn't either. Compliance. Yeah. Thank you. Compliance? Yes. Okay. These Like, this thing is stringent. You need to look up that word, Vital? Stringent. I'm
4: the one that gave you a better word. Okay. <laughs> oh, my Big Ten education is kind of working out now and then.
3: Hey, I got you San Pellegrino Aranacita right here.
4: Arancha. I was going to. Yeah, it means orange. <laughs> Get Vitalis Snickers. Yes, can somebody get Vitalis Snickers? <laughs> Good Lord. A little salty this morning.
2: All he wants to do is talk about Kentucky and Auburn playing football today. I uh, know.
4: Not at all. That's a different country. Don't
2: you know tonight at 5 o'clock the number two rated Alabama Crimson Tide are taking on the Missouri Tigers? By the
4: way, after you guys leave the uh, uh, studios, we've got college football, Kansas State at Oklahoma.
2: Okay, well, that's right. it. Cancel, cancel the rest of my day. Boomer Sooner. It'll make
4: somebody's day.
2: Boomer Sooner. Football's back. Talk about that with Rob Portnoy at 8am. Yep. So the tailgate goes really good. There is a march into the venue, okay? And you said this is a viral march because of the pandemic. No, 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 no. The video went viral. Oh, okay. Nobody
3: spread old Uncle Corvid. It was very safe.
2: So we get into the venue, and I I don't know how many people you think this place holds. 6,000? Probably. Probably. Probably 4,000. Okay, so 5,000 people exactly is what this place holds. (laughs) Probably 5,500. Yeah, I think it's (laughs) fifty. Yeah,
3: sixty sixty two thousand five hundred.
2: It was it was actually a clever design. It's five thousand five hundred and fifty five people. Oh sweet. Yeah. It's um I like alliteration. Shout out to it's, Jeff Bagwell. A lot of fives there. I mean, could have gone out poles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they have it spaced out by tau to where they have X's uh, like a lot of X's. A lot of X's. Yeah. So Probably four times as many X's as check marks. Well if there's fifty five <laughs> five five five. I'm sure we could find out.
3: The capacity. Consult the Googs real quick.
2: So the fans are piling in, and they have them balanced, like whenever you get on an airplane, right? So half of them are on this wing, and the other half are on that wing. And five thousand on the dot, buddy. I told you. I wasn't listening. I'm an architect, <laughs> a fandom. So they pile in, Vital, and they're all spaced out in a way. To where it doesn't look like there's 875 people there. It didn't look like it. It looked like there was some people there. Now, if you put 875 people next to each other, that's a lot of people. a lot of people. You put them out throughout 5,000 seats, that's not a lot of people. So anyways, completely socially distanced, Colorado Springs and Mexico United, everyone did it so very good. It was so absolutely exciting for all the fans that were able to attend. The players on the field were into it in a way. When's the last time we had seen live sports in person? New Mexico Runners game is the last time I saw live sports in person. And it's
3: before that for
2: me. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So shout out to
3: United. I'm pretty sure that's my only live sporting event of 2020. Isn't that crazy? I don't think I went to anything in January or February.
2: Lobo basketball. Did we go? Just crazy to me.
3: Oh, yeah, we totally did.
2: Let's take a little break. Made a liar out of me, Fred. Got to talk playoffs. Playoffs? Can anyone say the word playoffs without doing that? It's impossible. It's impossible. So we're going to talk playoffs. NBA and MLB when we get back. 30 short Minutes. Totally choked on that one. 30 Short Minutes from Voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy, talking college football. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the ABQ Act studio, powered by New Mexico Pinon. We play on Team I-9, and it's in the hole with Duke City Cornhole, 95.9 FM and AM6 MD, Sports Animal. Back on the program, here's a fun little surprise. At 8.15, Nancy McKinnon is going to join us. She is a uh, trainer slash instructor. Slash, she's like the fitness gal for the Gladiators, too. So there's a small world, Vital, over, over at Evolve Fitness. So Nancy is going to join us at 8.15 because Van and I, and we hadn't said anything yet because we were so excited to have her on, but Van and I are taking on Sober October again, Vital, just like we did last year. We're doing it this year with Evolve Fitness. That's gonna be Evolvestrong.com. So we're very excited about that. So at eight fifteen we're gonna do that. Also, Van just pantomimed to me with his phone that United team owner Peter Travisani would be available to call us this morning, so we're gonna maybe effort getting Peter on too. So it looks like we're gonna have a lot, Van, a phone guest. So we gotta get through this playoff talk. Four in a row. What are we doing? My goodness. I'm going to take the rest of the show off. Yeah. You and Vital got this? Yeah, sure. Sober October is what we're doing. Vital, it's where we give up drinking and we exercise every day.
4: Sure, I'll believe that.
2: You uh. will. Yeah, you will. You'll believe the before and afters is what you'll believe, Vital. I don't want to get so jacked, hey, Vital. You know who's taking the before and afters? You, Vital. I'm gonna I'm gonna go all the way down to my skibbies.
4: Better be progress. Well, anyhow, like, There oof. better be progress here in the next month.
3: Before and after, like before witness protection and then after mm-hmm. witness protection.
2: And it's just
4: something me, like that. It's me
2: with a beard and then it's me with a mustache.
4: <laughs> just shave when you <laughs> get done.
3: Yeah, if you just shave your beard and go into the tanning bed. That's your after pick.
4: We shall see progress.
2: So as radio works, we're gonna now cram two segments into one nba playoffs we touched on early in the a block the los angeles lakers will finish off the denver nuggets tonight true or false Ha!
3: false oh you are wrong go nuggets are gonna play their hearts out expend the last bit of their energy steal one more from the lakers before the lakers close them out in six like I predicted in the beginning. Isn't that right, Vitale?
2: Uh, Vitale's not going to confirm or deny that.
4: <laughs> I think they've run out of gas at this point. Doing yeah. three in a row, coming back from a 3-1 deficit, that's a lot to ask for. Two, uh, let alone, is, is, is a record-breaking thing to do.
2: It's not as if either of these teams had the capability to really run away from each other. Neither of them are so much better than the other one. But if the Lakers don't shoot threes, they will win this game. That's, what all, that's all it is. If that's a get, really good take, if buddy. If they
4: get to the free throw line, yeah. and LeBron only got there uh, a couple of games ago only twice. Yeah, when they lost. Yeah, that's my point. So. You
2: settle for jumpers, then you're worse than third eye blind.
4: How <laughs> healthy is AD with that ankle? He really rolled it very pretty well. Oh, anyway. he's fine.
2: Don't worry about that.
3: They got drugs for that,
4: Vitale.
2: Just just ask for, uh, for Los Angeles uh, supercharger quarterback Tyrod Taylor.
3: Oh, man. Sorry, oh, not mean to poke fun. Oh, man. You're really sticking it to him, Fred. Yikes.
2: Missing this week. Can you believe that? God. Can you believe that? Hey, man, you know, just, things are a little tight here. You know, I'm. Thinking about throwing it. F- oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my lung. Yeah, come on, oh, guys. I could taste the needle now.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Lakers will close this bad boy out tonight. It was a good one two nights ago, Thursday night. That yeah, was, yeah, that was that was a fun one. A lot of back and forth action. A lot of offensive rebounds for the Lakers. I think they had a, a hundred of them.
4: They scored twenty-five uh, second chance. 20. Is that correct? Is yeah. that what it is?
2: I yeah. knew it was a lot. The, the Miami Heat game yesterday, Boston Celtics, the Heat just had given up. Like, up 3-1, they were like, we, you know, let's just coast it out. We're up by 17 at the half. We only got to play, like, five more minutes.
3: Because old Tyler Hero only had a normal game. He didn't go hero mode again. He's
2: nothing. Why are you talking like he's special?
3: Good Lord. Did you see the game two games ago? Only one 20-year-old in the history of basketball has had a better playoff game than him, and that's Magic Johnson. Cool. We're talking about
2: accidents happen. Okay. (laughs) Tyler Hero is Uh,
3: nothing. Accidentally scored 37 points as a 20-year-old in the playoffs. Whoopsie. Yeah, and they only won that game by like three points. That's why he see, up. and you saw what happened when he didn't go off for thirty seven. They lost it Celtics. Uh, so
2: Brad Stevens was like, "Hey, um, listen, I know how to beat children." <laughs> okay, he said. So we're gonna we're gonna shut down. By the way, I know this team has Coach Adrian Peterson. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Deion Sanders' coaching staff at Jackson State? Dude, they all got gold jackets. Did you see this? That's like, insane. By well,
4: NFL Network guys.
2: Warren Sapp's out there. Trell Owens, I guess, is gonna be out there. Deion Sanders.
4: Jackson State Division One A. I mean, it's uh, it's F, yeah, I think it's FPS.
2: They, sorry, Vital, I don't have any twos. Go fish. I have no idea what they are. I don't even know where it's at. Mississippi. F- <laughs> is it in Florida?
4: <laughs> Where's Mississippi? Is
2: it? Oh, Jackson, Mississippi?
4: Yeah.
2: I know that from country
3: songs. Alright. Jason Phillips will be the offensive coordinator. Okay. Terrell Owens will be the wide receivers coach. Warren Sapp will coach the defensive line. And Dennis Thurman will be the defensive coordinator. And just to throw it in a little extra, Mario Edwards Sr. will be the defensive back coach. His kid's playing in the league right now. And then after they announced his coaching staff, Emmett Smith tweeted out, Need a running back coach? No. Yes, he, he did. did not. Yes, he did. Can any of these guys
2: actually coach? We're about to find out, aren't we? Like in the like in the NBA when like these guys show up. Isaiah Thomas, Larry Bird,
3: uh, Larry Bird almost won the championship his first year. Oh, cool! He's the Tyler hero
2: of coaching. <laughs> That's the call. call back in the biz, kids. Major League Baseball playoffs. I'm. I haven't. I have what I believe it will be, okay? All right. I have what I believe is the deal. We got like two minutes. You ready? Yeah. Tampa Bay, Toronto, Minnesota, Cleveland, Oakland, Houston, White Sox, New York Yankees. Uh, Yeah. American League is set.
3: Set. Yeah. American League's set. There's there's no more wiggle room. Okay. American League's completely set. On the
2: other hand- The National League is as exciting as anything in the world.
3: I have it. Are you ready? Nashley could go more ways than David Bowie in the last week here.
2: In this order. (laughs) Dodgers, Braves, Cubs, Padres, Cardinals, Marlins, Reds, Giants. Yeah. Okay.
3: Uh, The only wiggle room is St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis, Cincinnati, San Francisco, Philly, and Milwaukee. The Mets are statistically eliminated. Milwaukee and Philadelphia need a miracle.
2: And the Reds are in. It's just where they end up.
3: Big shout out to USA Today's Bob Nightingale. Always. For predicting
2: the Giants would make the playoffs. So shout out to him. When you need to know, that's who's going to tell you. Um, I got the Astros coming out of the American League, and it's not because I think they're better than anyone, but it's because I'm over people being upset about it.
3: Sweet. I like your attitude.
2: I'm an Astros
3: fan, and that's not even my pick. I know we have a lot of Dodgers fans listening. A lot of Dodgers fans.
2: So I have the Dodgers coming out of the National League so that we have a 2017 World Series rematch. That's the story, right? That's the one I want. That's, that's must-see TV right there. Vital will turn the TV off if it's the Tampa Bay Rays. He does not care. I would like
3: to see Vital's pick. Little Padres White Sox action. That'd be fun. I've been
4: saying that for three months. I you know, laugh buddy. At me.
3: I've been listening.
4: Of course the White Sox are fading. Oof. Yeah. Five in a row, six in a row.
2: Yeah, they're pretty rough. Gotta grab a break. Peter Trevisani is gonna call the program here in just one minute. So we're gonna talk about United Soccer. Talk about postseason. I'm a big United Soccer fan. Also, I don't know if this is even public knowledge to this point, but Drew Sharpless of Vitalent called me the other day, said they're going to put on a big blood drive. Where? With, well, it's in the works. It's in the works. Oh, I thought you were talking about ours on Sunday. Well, that is this Sunday. 55.05 Osuna. Noon to 5.00. In the parking lot of ABQX. My talents pulling up the bus. Come out and see your boys. They're going to have axe throwing outside. They have a little mobile axe throwing. That's going to be so exciting. Going to be so exciting. So come hang out. Peter Travis I am When we get back, Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the ABQX studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I nine, and it's in the hole with Duke City Cornhole, ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten D Sports Animal Radio is an organic beast. Van comes organically. Improvise, adapt, overcome, my friend. I don't... What is that? Is it a mantra?
3: Is that like... is like... Ford Tough. It's a Survivor Man meme.
4: Yeah. Makes you compliant. Oh, okay, <laughs> no, Okay, but...
2: We spent, I don't know, 10 minutes earlier talking about our experience at the United game this past weekend as the United took approximately 875 fans north of the border to Colorado Springs. And we told you all about it, but let's let's give you a little inside inside base no inside soccer, inside footballer. Yeah, team owner Peter Travisani joins us in New Mexico United. Good morning, Peter.
0: Hey guys, how you guys doing this morning?
2: Feeling good, looking good. We want to uh, thank you so very much for extending some media credentials to us this past weekend and allowing us to come up and. And kind of take in the entire experience can can you a little bit maybe talk to the cursed listener right now listening and and sports fan in new mexico and, and explain just what went down last weekend and why it was so important
0: yeah uh well um you know just even thinking about it i get i get chills but uh you know we um in compliance with the health orders in new mexico you know we aren't uh, allowed to play uh professional uh sporting events uh, in our state and so um, but we did have the ability to, uh, to play a home game on the road. So we essentially just did that. We uh, rented out a stadium up in Colorado and turned it into a New Mexico United home match, and we had 850 New Mexicans uh, come up, drive up, some for the day, some for the weekend, uh, and wear the black and yellow and, and show their pride and their love for this team. And uh, It's just going to be a day that I will never, ever forget.
2: As far as the immediate impact of the announcement and how it was rolled out, how quickly did all this come to fruition was it Was it you just sipping coffee one morning and thinking we can and then you put it into action or or was there a lot of preparation involved
0: i mean it's it's both you know uh things live events. Sports, things happen quick, uh, and, and, uh, the script is never written. So you have to constantly adapt and overcome to the, the circumstances that you come into every day. That's probably what I love most about working, uh, and being involved with, uh, with, with New Mexico United. Uh, and so, you know, we were ho- really hoping, um, and felt that it would have been appropriate, frankly, to be able to play our home games given our testing and strict protocols. We were hoping in September to be able to play, you know, even without fans uh, at home and keep our players safe and our fans safe. Um, that wasn't what uh, the decision that was made. And so uh, we had about a couple of weeks um, and we're like, look, why don't we just have a home game on the road? Colorado is no longer a, a red state and uh, it's easy for people to travel back and forth. So let's go, let's go do that. Let's go make some lemonade. And uh, so we, uh, once we made that decision, it was a huge sprint. The staff of United, uh, I can't tell you how hard they worked to make it happen. They, uh, our, our players, coaches, and technical staff have been working double time, triple time all season long. Uh, and then the curse you know, came in and got behind it. And before you know it, uh, we, had a, we had a home game on the road. It was, it was unbelievable.
3: Yeah, I'm sure this is so hard on the boys out on the pitch. What can you speak for some of the dudes and like, what was it like? Like, what was the feeling like to to finally get the curse out there to get to, to get all the United fans out there?
0: Yeah, I, uh, um, I I think that you know, first of all, there's so many of our you know, we have a, we have a group of players like Kalen Ryden, for example, who. You know, a big reason why he came to New Mexico United is because of the curse, because of the energy that he felt when he played uh, in New Mexico as an opponent when he was with uh, the Monarchs in in Utah. And uh, while it wasn't, you know, 15,000 screaming fans at the lab, what he did see was just that passion. Um, And he's already been able to see it in other ways. But for him to experience that, um, you know, was, was such an amazing feeling. I'm glad he, he got a chance to feel that. And Amanda Moreno and Romeo Parks and David Najem, all these guys, uh, who, uh, it was really their first interaction at that level with the curse. And, and so I think it just meant everything. And even for our players, um, you know, Devin Sandoval and Chris Wehan, all our guys that were here, you know, last year, for them to walk into the stadium and see, see 25 different TFOs, which are huge. You know, basically, you know, painted murals on canvas hanging up, one for each of the players. You know, uh, and the hundreds of hours that went into that. I mean, they just—they just know uh, that New Mexico is different, and there's nothing else like it in this country, and and they just want to go out and win a cup for uh, for our state. I, I know, I I hear them talk about it, and uh, and that's what we're going to go out and do.
2: Speaking about that cup, so this past Wednesday. The Toros had a – and correct me if I'm wrong here, Peter. They had a positive result, right? They had a COVID positive. So the Wednesday game was canceled. And that makes tonight's matchup, like, very exciting playoff-wise, specifically for El Paso.
0: Yeah, um, it does. That's exactly right. You know, we've had strict protocols in the USL. Um, there's been some positive cases along the way. None trace back to uh, any play. We've never had a player from one team – Contract t- trays to giving it to a player on another team. I think that's really important. So, you know, there hasn't been, uh, you know, medically really any risk, but we still want to be safe. So, um, we did cancel that game, which essentially means this, uh, we need, we have to win tonight if we want to win our group. Uh, if we lose tonight, then, then that's not a possibility. Uh, so we need to get three points. Um, and if we can do that, we put ourselves in a position to, to potentially still win our, win our group uh and so this tonight definitely feels like a playoff game we lost down here three to two um last time after having a lead and i know uh i know our guys really want to are just hyper motivated uh after last week and uh the reception up in colorado i I know they want to go out and just really uh you know show new mexico the whole state what we can do
3: so, with the success of the game in Colorado Springs, do you feel like there's some positive momentum going forward about getting fans in the stands here at home?
0: I really hope so. I, um, you know, it's a little bit of a, to be honest, a head scratcher that, um, you know, that there's the way some things have rolled out. You know, I think we talk oftentimes from a health perspective, and I sit on the Economic Recovery Council, so I, I do have a, a front row seat to these discussions. Um, and, you know, the things that are talked about as being low, the lowest risk is when you're outdoors and you're spread apart. And, uh, you know, having a game, you know, when you go up to Colorado, you know, what is that? It's people sitting outdoors with a mask on, spread apart. And, uh, that's, that's, you know, a much, a very low risk, uh, activity. And it's a very important activity. I think what you saw, you know, I went around the parking lot speaking to a lot of, All the people that came up there, I tried to say hi to everybody, and most of them had not left the state since the pandemic began. Very few of them were leaving their house very often at all, and you could see the stress relief. You could see you know, how good it felt to come together, socially distanced, but still together. And so many of them said, why can't we do this in Albuquerque? Why do we have to come up to Colorado? Why can't we spread out every third row in a a stand uh, and sit down for 90 minutes and watch a game? And... And I agree. And I think we have to really, uh, try to do as much as we can, um, as safely as we can. This pandemic could be with us for another couple of years. You know, there's not, it's not ending tomorrow. So let's figure out a way to live in harmony and synergy with it and come together in a way that's safe, lowest risk, ring fence those that are most vulnerable and, and push forward. And, uh, and, and I think that an outdoor game with 25% Fans would be completely appropriate.
2: Peter, up against the break, so we got to let you go in the quickest fifteen seconds. Tell us about the drive-in on the thirtieth.
0: Yeah, we uh, we're doing another event. Yeah, you know, uh, we're playing the Monarchs, and we uh, have rented out the drive-ins both in Albuquerque and Santa Fe. We're going to be giving out magnets. Uh, we're going to uh, to every uh, car magnets next to everybody, everybody that comes, and uh, I think we're, it's going to be packed. It's going to. It's going to be a tremendous experience where we get to watch a game together, uh, honk horns. And, and in some cases you can actually come out of your car and, and sit in front of your car. So you don't even have to uh, stay in your car. And so hopefully, uh, on Wednesday night, come on out, great family event, uh, great way to, to see people, uh, you haven't seen in a long time and bring our family together once again. And tonight is all about family. And, and that's what we're, we're doing on Wednesday, bringing the family
2: together. There's the horn honker himself, Peter Travisani, (laughs) owner of Mexico United. Peter, thank you so much.
0: Thanks, fellas. Uh, Let's go get three points.
2: Yeah, baby. Big game tonight. Excited for it. So many sports, I can't handle it. At 8 a.m., Rob Portnoy, Mexico Lobos. Dave and Buster presents ABQ Central live from the ABQ Act Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinon. We play on Team I-9, and it's in the hole. Duke City Cornhole, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. It's 8 a.m., and we have not slowed down at all. Special thank you to Peter travis signing New Mexico United, who just joined us to talk about the end of the year, that home game that was an away game, the playoff picture, and they're driving on the 30th. The only guy more busy than us in sports right now, Van, is UNM Lobo broadcaster Rob Portnoy, who single-handedly brought back Mountain West football. Rob, good morning.
5: (laughs) Yes, I did.
2: (laughs) Rob, thank you (laughs) for your... How are you guys doing? uh, We are feeling good. Uh, Van is looking okay. This is not... First off, how dare you? This is not his best out-of-the-house performance, so... (laughs) <laughs> Rob, thank you for taking the time and i 'm sure you have multiple tea times today and a lot going on so it's it 's important to us whenever you whenever you fit us in. can you please <laughs> can you please, Rob, give the breakdown to the listener on how this thing happened, how quickly it happened, and what the key factors were and why we 're going to be able to see eight Lobo football games this year
5: Well, as you, know, I was critical uh, behind the scenes the phones. Constantly over the last five (laughs) months. No, Um, it it is a cool thing, though, isn't it? Right. I mean, I think that obviously, in the end, uh, the rapid response um, antigen tests were the thing that kind of tipped the scales in the favor of we can do this safely, and we want to do this. And then, if you're looking at the, the sort of the time frame of how it all went down, the obvious answer to that is that you needed four weeks to get ready for a season and you needed at least two months before that college football playoff, you know, selection weekend where the not only do the four playoff positions get doled out, but those New Year's six bowl invitations go out too. So um, the the timing makes sense of how it all went down, but obviously it doesn't happen if it can't happen safely. And I think that's where the antigen test came in.
2: The question is, how many options were really on the table as far as the game? It was with the timeline you're explaining. It was could only be eight games. There's, there correct. Were, okay, so yeah,
5: no, and, and, and the Pac-12 decided that they need a little more time because of the things that are happening, uh, you know, with regard to the state regulations um, in California. So that's why they're starting even a little bit later than.
2: Looks like Rob's cell phone. Uh-oh. Yeah, he's also in California. Because he would never just go dark on us. No, no.
3: And he would never just stop talking like that either.
2: I've never one time heard, like mid-sentence, Rob take a little break like that.
3: He is verbose and well-spoken.
2: But we will figure that out as soon as we figure that out. We, we were sitting down with Rob Thursday when the Mountain West broke the news, which is kind of an exciting thing because we were watching the Laker game you i rob friend of the show brandon ortega and the, all, that's when the tweets started rolling out right and it was um i don't know you know how it is when boys are to get hey look at this thing on my phone or look at this whatever so my twitter is going off i'm getting all the notifications yours is going off brandon's but rob's twitter was like
3: it, bonkers his
2: phone wouldn't stop vibrating yeah. and i'm like how do you get through a game guy like how are you gonna watch these lakers here and he's like i he's like i never unplug he's like i'm You know, he, I live, breathe, sweat, Lobo football. So hopefully we can get him back on the program here in a second. The, and that's the thing about cell phone coverage. If you're not an AT&T guy. Oh, really? That's how I feel. That's a, that's what Verizon people usually say. Just got a fun text back on the program. Rob Portnoy, who is uh, on his Motorola Razor. (laughs) so good morning rob
5: (laughs) my phone is an altel phone is
2: that still a good phone yeah is that one is is southwest bell still doing (laughs) they still send me a bill every month so um this is kind of a unique question and i don't think you can really have a prepared answer so off the cuff here you're already a first-year head coach if you're danny gonzalez there's already the weirdest stuff in the world going on as as well as you know danny how are you going to prepare young men to play football when you're preparing yourself for the first year? Like, can you kind of talk about those obstacles, Rob? Can you talk about how this coaching staff is going put to these, put these players in a position to win? Fred, you always steal my questions. Oh, sorry, Ben. Rob, I had this written <laughs> down right in front of
3: me, and he glanced over my shoulder and stole my question. Can you believe it?
5: Uh, That would be grounds for dismissal if this were a higher institutional learning, right?
2: Yes, it would. That's a very good point. Don't remind me of junior year of college. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
5: That's a terrific question, uh, Fred Slow. And and I'll say this. Everything that I've heard is is that uh, Coach Gonzalez has been phenomenal through all this. And um, from what I observed through... You know, half of a spring football uh, camp, right? They got in eight practices. Um, he is one heck of a leader and one heck of a motivator, and um, I have complete confidence that the guys are going to be ready. I, I, to me, you know, one thing he told me was that, and, and this is really good moving forward, not just for this eight-game schedule for for two thousand. Twenty, But moving forward, the, he was able to get more actual coaching time, he and his staff, like hands-on, individual skills, development type of coaching time in these small groups um, during this pandemic with the, the freshmen in particular. Um, and uh, that's phenomenal uh, when you think about the, the building process, right? So while that might not necessarily... Have a huge impact this season because how many of those guys are going to see action? Um, it's going to have a huge impact down the road, and I know that that doesn't, you know, bring tangible results immediately. But um, he's building something here. So, um, it, it, you know, whether they win four of these eight games or five or three or whatever it is, um, is, is largely not the point. Um, it's it's what I saw. Uh, For example, and and I've told this story many times, I might even have told you guys this story, but um, he's he's working with the defense during spring practice. He is is monitoring everything, though, while he's doing that, and he sees uh, a receiver drop a ball, and it it bounds across the practice field, and the, the, the receiver sort of grouses and head hangs. He heads over, picks up the football, you know, saunters back toward the, you know, to get back in line, to do, to do the drill again. And, and Coach Gonzalez came over and got right in his face, and this is not the type of body language that we have on our practice field. This is not the type of um, demeanor that you carry. This is not what winners do. You're going to hustle every moment of every practice. And, and, and basically said, look, you dropped that pass, so what? Grab the football, get back in line, run, do it right think act um you know present as a winner right now and you'll be a winner down the road and it's it sort of you know actions come before results right and I, I just love what he's doing
3: rob so the lobos can go one in ten and as long as that one win is against new mexico state aggies it was a good year but it seems like this is gonna be the first year since 1894 not real that there might not be yeah they played they're playing each other before New Mexico That's was a state. Crazy. Before New Mexico was even a state, the Rio Grande rivalry was going. Are we in danger of not having the Battle of I-25 this year, Rob?
5: Yes, um, unfortunately, yes. Now, one of the interesting things that came out of the conference call yesterday with Commissioner Thompson um, is that there's a strong likelihood that not every team in the league. And in particular, uh, BYU is is one of the the players in this, and why this might happen. Um, not every team in the league is is absolutely going to play eight conference games. How how strange is that? Like you're permitted eight, and only eight, and a max of eight. And if, if there's a chance that because of other obligations, um, uh, that not every team might play eight conference games. So, uh, look, is it is it highly unlikely? Yes, do you rule it out 100%? No. Um, but this this is so unique and so bizarre this season that uh, nothing would surprise me. Like Coach Thompson, uh, excuse me, Commissioner Thompson told us that there's a strong possibility and this is obviously just based on what ex, you know, experience we have over the last 3 weeks since college football started to be played and 20 plus games being postponed or canceled. Um there's a simple fact that not all these Mountain West games might get played and you might have the situation where not every play not every team plays the same number of games because you only have 8 weeks to play 8 games okay so there's no there's no way to make any of these games up if they don't happen they don't happen so he said look if we we want to maintain the the integrity of the the Mountain and the the west and maybe we have divisions and maybe we have divisional champions and those are the teams that play in the championship game but if in the end that everybody has the same number of games then it might not be logical to do that in the fairest you know way so it's it's possible at the end of the 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 two-month period you might look at the 12-team league and and pick the top two teams with regard to overall winning percentage and put them in the title game so this is just an odd year and let's let's accept that and enjoy what we get
2: Rob, I know we got to cut you loose real quick, but before we do, my final question: obviously, everyone was waiting for this announcement. Announcement is a little bit on bated breath for for Lobo fan. What is the next announcement? What is the next thing that Lobo fan needs to be anticipating before the season kicks off?
5: I think what every Mountain West fan is anticipating, and that's a schedule. I think you know, a schedule is going to come out. It the the, the state government has laid out its guidelines. I have complete confidence that there's no uh, problem that New Mexico, in terms of the University of New Mexico, uh, is going to be able to meet those. And Eddie Nunez told us yesterday that many of the things that uh, that have been put in front of uh, the university in terms of compl- compliance, right, and being prepared to do this and do it safely, um, they would anticipated a lot of it and were ahead of the game and are actually doing more even than... Than what the Mountain West uh, is going to require. So um, I don't think there are going to be any, any problems there. I'm, I'm excited to see how the schedule comes out. And then, of course, the, the, the other piece of the puzzle is what's that first date? Like, when, when are the, the Lobos going to be on the practice field in pads? And, you know, they're, they're in this acclimation period already, which is an easy thing to do when you're in smaller groups of 10, right? Um, but when is there, there that full practice in pads, and, and let's get that that month of preparation going so um, these young men are ready to play football uh, come the end of October.
2: Yes or no, will there be football inside, inside of Dreamstyle Stadium? Yes, I love it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Rob Hornoy, thank you so very much for making the time. You're a very special person.
5: <laughs> you guys are the best, and uh, anytime, anytime.
2: We literally asked you to do the entire show this week and you said no, I will give you ten minutes. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you give away all my secrets.
2: <laughs> <laughs> little inside football with Rob Portnoy. Rob, thank you. You're the bee's pajamas, have, Rob. Thank you. We we kid. We kid. We didn't ask him to do the whole show. I couldn't handle that energy the whole time. It's too early. Good dude. We're having a lot of fun with this morning and we are flying. Through it. Your boys are, well, we're soft, we're soggy, we're fat, we're pathetic, we're losers, we're lame, um, this is impotency, yeah, we're just, we're all these things that are terrible in the world. Go on. We, we are at or near the worst physical specimens in the entire city, specifically as it relates to talk radio. So we well, partner.
3: You use the talk radio metric. We're doing pretty good. <laughs> All
2: right. To to be fair. To be fair. To we,
3: be partnered, fair. we
2: partnered We with Evolve, and Evolve is coming on the program. Uh, what well, here in like five minutes? Uh, Nancy McKinnon is going to tell us what we need to do for Sober October, and then how to become addicted to our physical health into November and beyond. Yes. That's that's what we're doing. Also, she's got a tie to sports. She works with the Gladiators. Ooh, we. I tell you what. So we're going to do that when we get back. Nancy McKinnon of Evolve—that's going to be the most fun. So, so get ready to just have some laughs as we're going to paint a picture of disparity and see and see if we can right this ship. David Buster's presents ABQ Central Live from the ABQX Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinon. We play on Team I Nine, and it's in the hole with Duke City Cornhole, ninety-five point nine FM, AM six ten D Sports Animal. We're still doing radio. You believe they keep bringing us back after every break? So you and I, Van, took advantage of the pandemic lockdown by physically doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, We got ourselves in really good shape. What shape was that? If round yeah, is considered a shape. Correct. I am very in shape. Yeah. So I've heard a lot of people call you spare parts, bro. But I'm spare tire Tim over plie. here. Tim yeah, 10 ply is how, that's how soft you are.
3: Yeah, I've been a... You're all... I up. used to be pretty svelte, pretty fit. You? But the coronavirus... Yes. Got me in peace with my dad bod. Physically speaking,
2: you are at the peak of failure right now.
3: I'm like, I look like a, a string bean... But one of the pods inside is really big right in the middle? Yes. Yeah.
2: And it's actually all three pods inside of fused together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Van Podboy Nunley. But well, we're going to fix it, Van. We're going to fix it. I okay. Had
3: a, a kid walked up to me at Sprouts and asked me what sex the baby was going to be.
2: That's That's terrible. Yeah. Um, a kid walked up to me in van the other night, Vital, and asked us if we were more than friends. <laughs>
3: Which is, if you see us interact in public, Ouch. it's a legitimate question.
2: Here's a legitimate thing, if you haven't seen us in person. We regularly wear the same outfit, unplanned. Yes. That's how... Twice last week. Synergetic we are.
4: That's chemistry, man.
2: So, adding to the confusion for the listener, we're now going to work out together every day. I guess <laughs> mix
3: it up a bit
2: in an effort for Sober October, and we're going to be we're only going to be able to do that with the help of Evolve Strong. It's the Candelaria. It's on Candelaria. Man. Yep. And we bringing in Nancy McKinnon. Good morning, Nancy. How are you?
6: Good morning. I'm great. Thank you. How are you?
2: Okay. I already feel better. I already feel yeah. inspired and energized. Excellent. I, I Glad have, to hear. Uh, Nancy is a trainer over at Evolve. She she does a class called Booty. So that's booty. B- B-O-O-T-Y. <laughs> Bo- booty, 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 booty. Thank you. I was about to do that. And, uh, <laughs> and the athletic trainer for the Gladiators. I am, yes. Oh, my gosh. So you know sports, you know fitness, and you've seen sad sacks like us, and you know exactly what it takes for for the boys to fall in love with sober October is that correct?
6: Absolutely, and and I'll admit I've been where you guys are. As a matter of fact, I put on a little bit of that COVID weight myself. But I, I used to be about two hundred and fifty pounds, and I have also become a bodybuilder. Wee! So <laughs> I've kind of been the gamut of it.
2: Nancy, you've been in the game for a long time, but you're not the only one over there at Evolve Strong who's been in the game a long time. There's a ton of experience in the classes in that, in that open fitness setting. Can you maybe talk a little bit about like what's going on over there, the type of individual it attracts, and then we're going to jump into exactly how we're going to help ourselves.
6: Absolutely. Uh Yeah, we definitely have a gamut. I mean, CJ has been in, he's the owner of Evolve. He has been in the fitness industry for at least 10 years. I know it's been more than that. I just don't know how many more. Um, many of our instructors are... Um, Duke City Gladiator athletes. So they've been in um, taking care of their bodies for a very, very long time. Uh, as professional athletes, obviously you have to take care of your body both on season and off season. Uh, and over here we attract the gamut. We have, um, you know, people who have never exercised before. We have people who um, are overweight and wanting to get their life back in order. We also have professional athletes, high school athletes that we work with. You name it, we work with it. That's one of the beautiful things about Evolve is that we we cater to everybody. Everything that we do can be modified, uh, and we take, we take pride in modifying all of our exercises. If you're not ready to jump up onto a box, well, that's okay. We, and if you don't, don't want to jump, that's okay. We modify our activities so that it is applicable for everybody, no matter what your fitness level is at this moment.
3: Nancy, so Evolve Strong isn't your classic gym with just weights and treadmills sitting around. You guys are all interactive and have a ton of different classes. Can you speak on the different kind of things you guys do there?
6: Absolutely. Well, um, as you mentioned, I teach a class called Booty, which is a lower body strengthening class. I'm in. You know we all want to you know look good in our jeans so you know we want to make sure that we have a nice booty uh we also have another booty class which is a yoga class which is a little bit more of a dance style yoga you're doing a little bit of twerking uh but we have yoga classes we have uh uh lifting classes cardio classes uh, with kettlebells we also have uh bags so we're boxing type of classes where you're actually hitting the bags putting on some gloves and Pounding out your frustrations and aggressions on those uh, punching bags that we have hanging from the ceiling.
2: That's better than me pounding it out on beers because that's what I've been doing, Nancy. That's how I've been handling this corona epidemic. So I'm gonna, so I'm gonna get an unlimited club membership, right? So absolutely. So what? Is, that's like what a hundred classes a week or something? It's something ridiculous, right?
6: Oh, it's, I think it's even more than that. But yeah, uh, some of them are at this point in time because of COVID. Some of them are virtual. Uh, so you can do them from, I mean, you can do a whole bunch of classes from the comfort of your own living room if you'd like to. You do not need to come into the gym, but we do work out in the gym. Uh, we have, we do personal training sessions. So yeah, it's over a hundred classes a week.
2: Are you teaching from home and how much do your dogs love that?
6: <laughs> I am actually not teaching from home. Ugh. My poor dogs would probably get kicked in the face if I te- taught from home because, uh. you know, they're right underneath my feet all the time. I actually come in to Evolve, and I'm in front of the camera in one of our three classrooms that we have, and I'm in front of the camera when we t- when I teach.
2: So, Nancy, if it's you or another one of the certified trainers there, when Van walks in and you mm-hmm. just see the pathetic sack that he is... <laughs> oh, do- come on now. <laughs> how do you first improve his mental capacity so that he understands he can actually push his pathetic body through this physical
6: transformation. Well, we definitely well want said, to inspire sir. people to, to do better. Uh, and, you know, we want to put everybody at ease when they come in our room. And, you know, if, if you've know if you never exercised, we're going to teach you what to do. If you have exercised before, you just haven't recently, well, that's okay. Everybody starts at the level that they're at right now, and we want to just improve on that. We're all at a different level. So we want to improve at where you're at, and we're going to encourage you to do so.
3: Nancy, you spoke briefly about uh, being able to have a Zoom class what does that entail for the person who's not ready to go to the gym? And for the person who is ready to go to the gym, what are some of the safety precautions you guys are taking?
6: Well, for people who are um, coming into the gym, the safety precautions that we take is before you even walk in our door, we have a sink outside. So we expect you all to wash, wash your hands. Uh, and then once you walk in the door wearing your mask, we take your temperature. Uh, and then we clean all of our equipment. Uh, we actually ask our, our clientele here to clean their equipment when we're done, when they're done and the instructor is watching to make sure everybody cleans their equipment. We have spray bottles and, and rags all over the place to just wipe down your equipment thoroughly when you're done with it. Uh, and if you are more comfortable with it, and I always encourage people to do this, is wipe down your equipment before you use it and then as well as afterwards that way you know that the last person that used it did in fact clean it so that uh everything is clean before we we touch things and we make sure that everybody is spaced out um, at least at least six feet away we've got marks on the floor for where we expect people to set up their mat so that they're at least six feet away um but you know we have such a large square footage here that uh we can actually be 10 feet to 12 feet, 20 feet away from, from the next person if, that, if you're more comfortable with that. That's never a problem. Now, when it comes to doing the Zoom classes, we send out a link for, uh, for the Zoom class that we're offering uh, and on our schedule that is listed on the Zen Planner app it says whether it is a live class, a virtual class, or a Zoom class. So we send out the link so that from your home you log on, whether it's through your phone or through your computer, log on to that Zoom class and um, just be ready to work out. We always, at the beginning of class, we let people know what equipment they need. And no, you don't need a lot of equipment for all of our classes. All of our classes, again, are completely modifiable. We encourage people to, you know, if we're using light weights, go grab a soup can if you don't have weights of your own at home Uh If we use steps, you don't have to use a step. You could use, you know, like the edge of your couch to put your feet up on the couch. In my class, I'll have people do that a lot. Uh, But everything can be done without any equipment whatsoever. If you have the equipment that we're using, then obviously we encourage you to use them to give yourself a better workout. Uh, But then you just show up and you work out. You work hard. You work at your own level with our encouragement, and we're going to be working out there with you.
2: Award-winning Evolve Strong, located at 3201 Candelaria. 505-872-3408 505-872-3408 Info at EvolveStrong.com slash Join. That's how you're going to become what we're going to become which is specimens. Greek
3: gods, if <laughs> you <Yes>. will.
2: Prototypes. <laughs> Adonis. As they so called. Perfect. Um, Perfect. I, I got one on the going away, Nancy and this one's very important to me so I'm going to need your insight, okay? Okay. I, I'm i a boy. Like, I'm I'm one of the boys. Yep. I need fellowship. When I'm at when I'm at the gym, I need to feel the gym. Can you talk to yeah. me a little bit about the culture there? Is it, is it that support system? Is it, is it people just there for each other? Or is, or is this stuffy? Is this corporate workout world? And, and as soon as I get there, I'm not going to like anyone.
6: Oh, this is about as far from corporate as you could ever possibly get. You know, you walk in the door, the person who's at the front door, since they're there a lot of the time, they'll know you by name, so they'll walk in and they'll say, hi, welcome back, or, you know, oh, you're new. We, we've never seen you before. Welcome. Uh, we'll give you a tour of our facility. Uh, and it is definitely a big camaraderie where, you know, teasing each other, picking on each other as we're going through this misery together throughout the workouts. You you don't walk in and do your own thing too often. You can. You're welcome to come in and do your own thing if you want to. But we don't have treadmills. We don't. Well, we have one treadmill, but it's not in where the main, gym, main classes are. You walk out and you're working out under the guidance and leadership of the instructor that you're working out with at that time. And everybody's going through the same misery with you. It is absolutely, it's a family here. Uh, that's that's one of the reasons why I absolutely love working here and working out here is it is a family. Um, I'm currently rehabil- rehabilitating my own shoulder right now, and so I haven't been able to lift for quite some time. And I have missed it. So uh, I'm so glad to be back today because I, I'm not doing my workouts like I want to do my workouts, but I'm here. And it, it's a family. I've missed my family.
2: Nancy, and we're going to encourage you. Nancy McKinnon of evolved Strong, she just told Van that there is fitness, there is fun, and there's fellowship. That's the Absolutely. big three. And of all the F things that you do, those are your three favorite. Mmm. Absolutely. Okay.
6: so Nancy. <laughs> At least it evolved. Yes.
2: <laughs> Nancy, you're the absolute best. We are excited for our first in-person meeting. Uh, Sober October is the campaign between the boys and Evolve Strong. Obviously, EvolveStrong.com slash join. Nancy, thank you so very much for your time this morning.
6: You're welcome. I look forward to meeting you all face-to-face.
2: Aw. Thanks, Nancy. <laughs> award-winning. They're award-winning. 2018, Best of the City. 2019, Top-Rated Local. I have been
3: going there for a while now, and I can attest to everything she said. Wow. All true. Not She didn't slip in one lie. I hate that you do things without me. Well, you're not a yoga guy. I do the hot yoga at Evolve. All right,
2: first of all. It's excellent. I'm very yogi. Oh, Okay. I'm basically the bear the of bear. yoga. Yeah, Thank you. Bear.
3: Okay, setting up
2: a bear joke. <laughs> when we get back, my former co-host... And co-host of What A Rush podcast with Road Warrior Animal, Joe Laranitis, Joe Roderick is going to join us and we're going to talk about the passing of his friend and WWE Hall of Famer, inspiration, pro wrestling, any kid who ever painted his face or wore spikes on his football equipment was inspired by this. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the ABQX studio, powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and it's in the whole Duke City Cornhole, 95.9 FM, AM 610, D sports animal. A shot. We're back on the program. We've had a lot of fun all morning. Um, but it's a, it's a poured-out moment right now, man. Uh, Joe Laranitis, known as Road Warrior Animal, formerly of the road warriors and legion of doom if you're a wwf guy and you know i'm a big pro wrestling mark you
3: sure are uh
2: change the game as far as how it is done in tag team wrestling uh dating back to before i was born this is like early 80s stuff um anyways, he hosted um up until his passing last week, a podcast called What a Rush. Um he hosted alongside his co host, who is Joe Roderick, who I just so happened to do terrestrial radio with for a couple of years in Saint Louis, Missouri. And Joe is joining us now. Good morning, Joseph. How are you?
1: I have no idea who you are, Fred.
2: Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> hey man, how how are you? We, I tell you what, I am I am saddened for you, my friend. I know you and you and Joe were very close. I know you guys had a strong relationship, and and I heard about this news a little bit late. I was a little off social media that day, and I reached out to you that night. Um, how crazy has this past week been? how How are you?
1: I'm good. I I'm 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 good. And it was you know it was Wednesday morning. It's so weird because we have been doing this podcast for three years, and anybody that knows the world of professional wrestling knows that wrestlers die a lot and a lot of them die well before their time. Joe was 60. So yeah, he still had a lot of years left and he was a very healthy guy too. So it came as a shock, but we did so many episodes where we would have to start off by talking about one of his colleagues, one of his friends, one of the guys that he had been in a ring with at some point in his life. We had to talk about them passing away, that he had with them. And I don't know if the thought was ever in the back of my mind, but I don't remember ever thinking, man, one of these days we're going to have to do this for you, or I'm going to have to do this for you it never occurred to me. And Wednesday morning, I'm going about my morning at about 7am and I get a text message from somebody saying, you know, with a screenshot of a rumor that, you know, from social media. And I, I just said, nah, I don't think that's true. And then somebody else texted me. And then the first person texted me again and, you know, it started to spread like wildfire and, I just, I mean, it was soon after that that I found out that it was true, and it's just one of those moments where you, you know, you just don't really know what to do in, in that particular moment. And I, I i quickly went from, you know, knowing, you know, feeling sad for myself because i have I've known him for three years. I worked with him. But then I realized, and I, you know, was I stopped being selfish and realized that this man had a family who was more important to him than anything that he ever accomplished in the in a wrestling ring, which he did so much, and he had a wife and, and kids and so many grandkids that he wanted to talk about them more than he wanted to talk about anything that he ever did in wrestling, and I just immediately felt so bad for them, and then I realized having the responsibility of having the podcast that I had to at least share one more memory, one more show with that, and I spent the rest of my day in an odd place where I was texting and emailing so many wrestlers from the 80s and 90s that we grew up watching, and... Part of me was thinking, "Why do I have all of these phone numbers and then the other part of me was you know in a really bad mood for the reason that I had to reach out to them
2: joe 's son James Laranitis, played linebacker in yeah. Ohio State and for the St. Louis Rams van. I knew that yeah, yeah. he 's got the 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 pedigree he had the pedigree he would wear the the black eyeliner like a similar to his father sure. which was so very special, Joe. I wanted to ask about uh, just like the influence of the Road Warriors and Legion of Doom, as far as it went to the world of professional wrestling. Um, do you know a single fan our age, mid thirties, that ever wa- that or excuse me, that ever became a fan but didn't try to to recreate the Legion of Doom look? Do you know anyone that wasn't influenced by these guys in the tag team world? He made I mean, his, so made many times over the last three years,
1: I've had people come up to me and just tell me how much they meant to they they meant to their childhood. and i I ran the social media accounts for the uh, for our Twitter and Facebook, and I can't tell you how many messages that we received. From guys that were that were telling you know tell us about you know a memory they had with if they if these fans had lost their dad and they would tell us a memory that you know growing up in the 80s they would you know sit on saturday mornings or something and and watch the road warriors with with their dad and that was the greatest memory that they had with their dad and how you know joe the all these years later kind of carried over with that and it's it's funny you mentioned, you know, that and I, I know when before you, we went on, you, you mentioned, you know, our age and uh, our wrestling fandom and you mentioned James as well. I'm, uh, you and I are the same age. I'm 35 years old and I started watching wrestling around WrestleMania 13. When WrestleMania 13 came around, the Road Warriors, the Legion of Doom, were kind of a mid-card act. They would still get that Road Warrior pop when they came out on Raw, but they weren't main eventing anymore. It was close to the end of the line for, for their careers. That would have been around 97, 98. And it was around that time that, you know, Hawk was only alive for a few more years after that. And I, so I didn't grow up a Road Warriors fan. I I knew who they were. I grew up a fan of the Undertaker, Stone Cold, of The Rock, guys like that, because that's when I started to watch wrestling. So when I started doing this podcast three years ago, I had been in radio in St. Louis for seven years at the time. I knew Joe Laurinaitis as James's dad. Where I couldn't tell you how many people knew James as Road Warrior Animal son. So for me, it was the opposite way. For me, I talked to James so often. I, I think even the Super Bowl, the year or two before that, um, whenever it was in Phoenix, I mean, James was there. We had James on for about an hour there on, on Radio Row. I, I would interview James in the locker room. I, I had him on my show. And every now and then, wrestling would come up but I never knew that there was an opportunity down the road to ever work with his dad. And then it was funny because years, you know, the past few years, James is now in sports radio in Columbus, Ohio, and he wasn't in Miami, but the two years prior to that, James was in uh, on Radio Row for his radio show the two years prior to that, and James was coming up to me talking about his dad to me after that because after that, you know, James didn't know me as – this annoying media guy in St. Louis that wanted an interview. James then knew me as the guy that worked with his dad, and I was kind of an extension of, of his family. So James kind of accepted me that way, and, and I had the relationship with him after, uh, after that. So it, it, was, it was funny how, how things kind of changed between the relationship with, uh, with me and James just based on, on working with his dad.
3: So, Road Warrior Animal is obviously a Hall of Famer and absolutely a legend. You know, kayfabe notwithstanding, what was Joe the person like?
1: He loved his fans so much. He, I think it was shortly before, I want to say it was about four years ago. So, Hawk died in 2003, and Joe had, his, Joe had another run with the WWE he had done a few other things here and there but then when james got drafted into the nfl he became james's dad he moved his family from minnesota down to st louis so he could go to every single one of james's home games I, i'm not i'm not sure how many of the road games he went to but i mean when james was in college you know at ohio state he was there all the time every rams game he was there that's another i mean this past this past week, the amount of people, the amount of listeners that I have in St. Louis for the radio work I do in St. Louis that have reached out to me and their memories are, Oh, I I met, you know, I met Joe at a concession stand at a Rams game, or I ran into him at the bathroom at a Rams game. And I just screamed, Oh, what a rush as we were, you know, at the urinal next to each other And, and stories like that. He was such a huge family guy and his two sons, both now live over in Ohio. His daughter still lived in the St. Louis area with uh, with him, and his um, you know, her son was about is about eight or nine years old, and he's just this little beast of a football player. And that's all Joe wanted to talk about. He wanted to go and help coach his football team because he was a coach for all of his kids' sports coming up. That was, I mean, that was one thing. He would wrestle on the weekends. Growing up, wherever it was, whether it was in Georgia or Florida or throughout the South or when he was with WWF, and then he would fly back to make sure he was at his kids' practices and games in Minnesota during the week, and he wanted to make sure he was there for absolutely everything – and that's the way he was now as, as a grandfather too. Is that he wanted to be there for absolutely everything. Just always posting pictures of his grandson and wanting, you know, knowing that you know there was a chance that maybe this kid would would be, you know, as as good as James was, and he'd have another generation of of Laurinaitis football players to watch. And he just he loved that and then on the weekends when he got to put the face paint on and go back to conventions and hear the stories, he absolutely loved running into these people time and time again and making their day by letting them put the pads on and giving them an autograph and hearing what their favorite matches were. And it was, I mean, he he, he soaked every minute of it in, and he died way too young, but he did not waste any of that time.
2: Joe Roderick, the host of Water Rush podcasts with Road Warrior Animal, Joe Laronidas. Joe, thank you so much for the time this morning. We should make more effort outside of professional. I miss you greatly.
1: I miss you too, Fred. I'm glad to see that you're uh, you're doing well down in uh, down in New Mexico. And uh, any uh, any planes, trains, and automobile plans to come back to St. Louis anytime soon? I'll
2: make every effort I have to to never see you. So. <laughs> so no <laughs> joe thank you
1: bye fred bye guys
2: when we thank get you, when we get back from the break the varsity today man and i don't think i announced it, but it just came to me okay because we were talking earlier to uh to evolve strong mm-hmm. and we're going to go through a transformation Ah, so today's varsity is the varsity of transformations all right so i like that one sweet Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central Live from the ABQ Act Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinon. It's, oh, excuse me, playing Team I-9. It's in the hole with Duke City Cornhole, 95.9 FM, AM 610 D. Sports. It's the go-home. Today's I-9 Varsity. Contact I-9, 312 499 Did I do that right? Was that enough? I hope so. Three nines is what I'm trying to say. 505, 312, 9 4999.
3: Nine, four, nine, nine, nine. Not four nines. Yes. It's 4999. Nine, nine. That's how I feel. They pay us to get this right. Well, it's uh, numbers are
2: hard, okay? They are very hard. <laughs> play over the sea And by the way, there's new, like, uh, the restrictions were changed this past week by the governor on, like, how you can, like, coach, play, and do sports and use, literally, use balls. So, I-9 Sports is doing it the right way. They're ahead of the game. They're super plugged into everything. Check out I-9 Sports if you need to get the kids out the house. Their fall league's just started, but they'll still sneak you in there. Today's varsity is the varsity of transformations, okay? You and I are about to go through a transformation, okay? Yes, we are. So, I thought I would start with an easy one, Phil Mickelson. Okay, explain. He was big. Now he's not. Oh, you mean just his looks? Well, no, like physically he's a better athlete. He was a big, He's a bigger dude. He's a fatty, and now and now he's a hottie. Okay. So I'm going to put Phil Mickelson on my list of transformations. Can you I, top that? I did not know that Phil Mickelson
3: lost weight. He's always been the same goofy, hunched-over, left-handed golfer this whole time. No, not anymore. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start easy. Okay. A tadpole. Oh,
2: turns into a little froggy boy. Turns into, turns into something completely different. All right, I'm going to go ahead and cross butterfly off my list. I know. <laughs> I got a. Uh, I got Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith used to be a big fat guy. He made Clerks, went through some health stuff, and now he's he's very fit. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put Kevin Smith on my list of transformations.
3: Okay, you're doing all weight so far. You're doing all body transformation. Well,
2: I had I had butterfly.
3: You had butterfly. Yeah, I had tadpole. Yes. Okay. I got one. How about when that dude from Dragon Ball Z goes super cyan? I don't know what that sentence you just said. <laughs> a is. lot of the listeners know exactly what I mean. Okay.
2: So that. So okay. That. Don't know what that is, but yes. Oh, thing. Um, Vital, do you know what going super cyan is? Do you know what that is? I believe it's a color of blue. Uh, I have no science. Yeah. <laughs> nope, nope. You're thinking a cerulean Yeah. Thread. I've been playing Among Us, and you can be a, a cyan colored guy in that. Um, all right. I'm going to go with Miley Cyrus. I'm going to say Miley Cyrus's transformation was good. She Anna went from Montana? Yeah, went from like Nickelodeon S teen star to um just like rampant sex goddess. Okay. I'm going to put Miley Cyrus on my list. That's, That's a the, big one. It's one of the varsity of transformations.
3: How about okay, you did a you did a few weight ones. Yes. So, I'm going to do every
2: character ever from the biggest loser. Well, here's the thing. Uh-huh. They don't sustain it. Oh, well, not all of them. After they lose the support and the attention, they go through severe anxiety depression and withdrawal and revert back to the previous state i might almost argue that it's it's the worst way to lose it it. is called the biggest loser so oh they're not all winners buddy um speaking of up and down i'm gonna go with christian bale so i feel though you had that one that was my number one
3: okay so christian bale transforms in between every movie correct he's my number
2: one okay and you stole it from me so i so i should have said joaquin phoenix is what i should have said um christian bale's better at it how do you feel about megan markle
3: so oh that's a kind of reverse transformation
2: yeah fledgling canadian actress right turned queen of the world yeah that to me is about as good of a transformation as one can make.
3: In a as far as reverse transformations mm. go, I got a Delonte West. Oh,
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> have you seen Delonte West? Yes. Oh man, that's a rough story.
2: That is super rough.
3: Yeah. Um, how about Jared from Subway? Oh man, that's that, a, that's a heel turn if I've ever seen one. Yeah.
2: Oh wait. Oh, I was talking about the weight. Oh, the way! Yeah, no, oh. you were talking about. Oh, yeah. I was, okay, I was a little something about. else there. Yeah. Um. Oh, St. Louis native John Goodman. He shaved a lot off. Yeah, he's a big fat guy, and yeah. now he's a a fat guy. Still looks fat to me. That's, well, okay, that's he's a lot of skin face. to get rid yeah, of. Yeah. How do you feel about Al Roker over there, Tom Brennerman? I
3: think it's mostly skin. Christ. Okay. Um. How about Clark Kent to Superman? That's tremendous. Yeah. That's a tremendous transformation. And then how about? Superman Christopher Reeve. Yeah.
2: To, to okay Post
3: equestrian
2: Christopher uh, Reeve. Okay. There's a Christopher. That's a big trans big transformation. There's a Christopher Walken joke in there. Um I have a, I have Bruce Jenner. Okay. Do you feel like that is a good transformation? I think it's top tier. I think that's literally a transformation. Yeah, right, right? So I got Bruce Jenner on my list. Okay. Um Is there a difference between Chris Pratt and Jonah Hill?
3: Uh, yeah, Jonah Hill keeps going back and forth. Okay,
2: so Chris Pratt just went from fat to hotness. Yeah. So he's on
3: my list. Parks and Rec to Guardians of the Galaxy, that's a big difference in Chris Pratt's.
2: Mm, speaking of Jonah Hill, I think Emma Stone went from fat to super hot. So she is on my list of transformations. Huh. Physically speaking, I'm going to put her on there. Um, I still have my number one. I still have my number one. Do you got any more? No, Christian Bale's my number one. Okay, so that, that did not – that was hey. already – Christopher Reeve joke was number one, but Okay, that's too much. Um my number one is Optimus Prime. Ah, yes. Yes. So he um won an episode. Yeah. He would lead the Autobots who would regularly they they would trans they were transformers. Yes. That's literally what they were called. Um also anything he would
3: transform once every Saturday morning on yeah. C B S kids. Oh, isn't that something? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: How do you feel about like a box in your home that takes 220 volts down to 110 volts. Ah. How do you feel about that transformer? Yeah. You feel like that is a not better.
3: How about translation, rotation, reflection and dilation?
2: Uh you're talking about like light, the
3: four transformations of light in math.
2: Okay. Um <laughs> why did I know that? No, you're not a math guy. <laughs> no, I But I know a girl though that is passionate, passionate about transformations. It. There you go. I think that is Addernir, some of the best. That's the best varsity we maybe have ever done. It's a really good one. Yeah. So, what was it, Butterfly? Well, the top four. All right. Top four. Definitely Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Okay. Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime. Bruce Jenner. And OJ
3: Simpson. <laughs> and yeah, OJ Simpson. OJ Simpson makes too many of our lists.
2: <laughs> versatile. Tom Brenneman's career. Man, you did really good today. Oh, no, no, no. You. Thank you to all the guests Nancy McKinnon, uh, Peter Travisani, Rob Portnoy, Joe Roderick. Uh, shoot. I mean, that's a lot of guests. There's a lot of guests. We did really good. Vitaly, any final words?
4: Have a good weekend.
2: Good job, everyone. GG. See you next week, Burke.